Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Synergy Cast. I am your host, Sonia Joffer, and as you have probably noticed, I am in such a good mood this week. I think some of y'all can guess why. It's because of the 2020 election. Finally, finally, finally feel like I can feel some sense of hope again. So I hope you all have been taking time to celebrate and take care of yourselves and rest because we have been doing so much work to get to this point, but the work is not done. So we need to keep, keep hustling and keep doing the work to see the changes that we all want to see and deserve in this nation and and keep holding our systems and people in power accountable. And hopefully we have new people in power that will care enough when we hold them accountable to listen and take action. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, But today's episode is a special one. I invited Indigo LaFaith, who is a radio host, a model. She's a comedian, an artist, and a social media influencer, and a tarot reader. Lots of things. She joins me for a conversation today about all things spirituality. We dive into tarot. We talk about astrology and birth charts. We talk about light workers, spiritual relationships like karmic partners, meditation, and how to use the law of attraction to manifest the life of your dreams. If you want to check out Indigo on social media, you can do so on Instagram at indigo.lafaith. And also on TikTok and Twitter at Indigo LA Faith. So please go check her out. There's also a link to her YouTube, her Periscope, and her radio host um, Instagram as well, and her link tree. That's all in the episode notes. So go check her out and show her some love. She's a tarot reader and she offers lots of different services for some really, really fair prices. So if you're interested in that, please DM her and hit her up for those services. Also on the episode notes, you'll find a bunch of books that Indigo loves and recommends for you all to read if you want to learn more about what uh, she spoke about today on the podcast. There's also Indigo's favorite tarot decks that she's used and that she loves in the episode notes as well. So if you're interested in acquiring your own tarot deck... Uh, feel free to check those out as well. Um, My personal favorite tarot deck is the Wild Unknown, and uh, that's on Indigo's list as well, so I highly recommend that one. All right, everyone. I hope you all really enjoy listening to today's episode. I want to put a content warning out there that we do talk about depression, mental health conditions, and also self-harm in today's episode. So if that brings up any tough emotions for you, please utilize that self-care while listening. All right, without further ado, I'm going to play the conversation that we had, and I hope you all enjoy listening. So welcome to the show, Indigo. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been wanting to have a conversation about all things spirituality, which we're going to dive in today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me because I've been wanting to talk about this for a very long time now. Yeah, me too. Um, So before we get started, I know that I personally found you through TikTok. I was like watching some of your videos and 
I think it was like a really funny one that I posted on my Instagram or reposted on my Instagram. And it was like a view like, you know, you know, that bitch with the crystals in her bra. I'm like always like talking about spirituality. <laughs> yeah. That bitch. And I was like watching that and I was like, I'm that bitch too. <laughs> you know, that's like the second video on my page that got so many like shares and likes because it's, and it's crazy how there's so many like-minded people out there. The, sec the first one was take it to the streets, no justice, no peace one, but that was because I did a little twerking, whatever case may be, but nothing too severe. It was something that was cute and dancy, but uh, that, though, that was really kind of like people was like, oh, you too? You out here too? And I'm just like, oh, y'all really like this. Okay, but yeah, that's, that's crazy how you mentioned that though. Yeah, exactly. So I know that you are you know, getting big on TikTok and you are really active on your social media, but mm -hmm. is there anything else you want to share about yourself to the listeners so they can kind of get to know you a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay, so most definitely I'm working on an EP. I'm a singer. I draw. I'm an artist. I paint also. Also working on the book that's coming out. It's going to be mostly about spirituality. I'm thinking about having like a graphic um, designer to like for like kids, like indigo children, star seeds, so they can feel like they have a place on earth and don't feel alone like how I was when I was younger. Also, I'm a radio host on Afro Vibe Radios. Of course, you know, you found me off of TikTok, so I'm trying to do that in YouTube and things of that nature. And um, also working on like a tarot deck. And that's basically it so far. I know it's a lot. I have, if people know astrology, having a lot of planets, in the 10th house, especially Mars, Mercury, and uh, the sun, you tend to do a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's what's really cool about you is you have like so many different things, so many different avenues that you express yourself in, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool. Um, and also speaking about spirituality, I love to hear about how people got into spirituality. So if you want to share kind of your personal experience with what led you to learning more and getting interested in spirituality in general. Well, basically when I had graduated from school, like right after high school graduation, I had like a big mental breakdown and I just didn't know why besides feeling so alone. Like I feel accomplished, but at the same time I felt alone. And I got into one of the big arguments with my family members. It was like, I just have chronic depression until I got, until I left Lamar. Then after Lamar, I ran into a friend that, his name was Cardinardo. He was getting me into like uh, birth charts and things of that nature, but I was kind of closed-minded at that sense, or wasn't still like open to the fact like there was more than, than just us. Like, you know, we living in a low vibrational state. I was kind of like, oh, he was like, you might be an indigo child. And I was asking what are the symptoms of one, and I will get to that later. But uh, I was like, wow, that might be me. So I kind of did a little bit more research, um, kind of dealing while I was dealing with like my karmic partner at, at the time. Basically, when I got home and I had another chronic depression or like a chronic breakdown, my grandma finally said, why don't you just like research and see why you keep getting these uh, panic attacks? And I was just like, yeah, why don't I? So finally, I kind of went on YouTube, looked it up. First, I read it to Dr. Sebi. He was a, a holistic healer. He healed um, at least 70 people plus more from like, major diseases from like cancer, diabetes, HIV, and things of that nature. And 
people might say it's fake and it's a host, but like they actually took him to court and he basically wasn't arrested because he actually had proof that he changed people's diet and their state of health. Then afterwards, like mine's mostly mental, so I wasn't really focusing on that. Let's see. Then I ran into spirit science. It's more like uh, it kind of uh, mostly awakened my spirituality, talking about like, oh, when you're in depression mode, also infinite waters. They were talking about when you're in depressed mode, that's normal for indigo children and light workers because you also feel alone. You feel kind of like angry because you feel like you're being misunderstood. But I also felt like I had a purpose on this world to like help others and heal. After kind of diving into like spirit science and he's teaching me about the flower of life and religion and things of that nature or how everything kind of got started i kind of started seeing synchronicity numbers deja vu my ears started to ring then kind of like got into like tarot later on in life and then also started doing astrology and that's basically it yeah i love to hear like people's journey through like how they got to spirituality especially so thank you for sharing all that I can definitely relate to like feelings of depression. I've gone through depression myself. Like I also have anxiety. So mm -hmm. that's actually what got me into the mental health field because I originally just wanted to learn more about myself and then ended up realizing that I can use this to help others too. And personally, like when I found uh, spirituality and some of the things that we're going to be discussing today, it kind of helped me create another outlet to kind of cope with my depression in a way. So mm -hmm. I think that that was what kind of drew me to spirituality, too. Now, aren't you saying you're like an art uh, therapist, right? Yeah, so I'm an art therapist. So, like, we do regular therapy, like traditional talk therapy. And then we also incorporate art with it as well. Because if you're someone like me, it's very hard for me to express what I'm feeling inside. Like, when mm -hmm. I feel an emotion... I, I used to be like this. I'm getting a lot better at it now because of therapy. But um, before I used to, I just, it was so hard for me to ever like express my emotions through words. But yeah. I was always really like creative growing up. And I always use art, like many different forms of art to express myself, especially when I was like feeling really stressed out or really low. I would use art to kind of cope. And that helped me, you know, express myself in that way. So art therapy is kind of like we also do therapy normal therapy but we also like incorporate art for especially for people that are more creative and like express themselves that way too it can be it can be very like healing it can be very therapeutic to engage in art as well that's crazy and the funny thing is i'm an art major <laughs> at TSU, so i kind of found my passion in like drawing when i was going when i first started going through my uh depression i just started painting and then i started kind of coming up with these beautiful like paintings and deep meanings and people were just like oh i want to paint some things of nature so i was like oh people can actually feel your emotions through your art which is one of the signs of of indigo so i was just like oh this is nice okay cool but that's really cool that uh you kind of start you went into like art therapy so i you know it's art most definitely make you feel all types of emotions that she's supposed to be feeling that's kind of like subconsciously suppressed it's like a a easier way to like let it out without feeling kind of like bundled up in a sense exactly yeah and like i always feel like anytime i feel a type of way i'll always like 
write a poem because that's the easiest thing for me to do. But sometimes I will just create a painting and I'll always feel a little lighter afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back and look at what I wrote or what I painted and I'll be like, oh my God, like who was that person? I didn't even know that was inside of me. But now that I see it outside of me, I can see it more clear for what it is and I can actually acknowledge stuff that was suppressed like you mentioned. Um, so I think that's what's really cool about art as well. Okay, yeah, I agree. I most definitely agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know I personally have just gotten into tarot, um, and I know that you practice tarot, and you actually give services as well on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. You do readings, and we'll link all of Indigo's social media and everything in the episode notes, and we'll mention it at the end. So if you want to reach out to her, um, please do so. But just to start off for like listeners who don't know what tarot is, what is tarot and also why do you practice it? So tarot is basically a divination tool that they've been used for like years now to connect with your higher self. For me, I do it to give off like a positive message from like your higher self. Say for instance, um, you go through like a breakup or you don't know, you have like some type of mental block you're coming to me and I ask your higher self like okay like I usually give people advice on what to do even if it's bad uh, like a, a come out of like a bad reading I'll also turn around and be like well here's some advice is what your higher self has to say you might have to go through some trials and tribulations but once you do get over that you can move on forwardly so it's just basically a, a tool that I use to connect with my higher self yeah I really like the way that you phrase that and I think like Another thing is that I feel like it's, like you said, it's like a tool to kind of just like get another perspective on things going on in your life. And also mm -hmm. like for me personally, I believe that like all humans are kind of walking mirrors and we, yeah. we just reflect onto other people and other things, what we see in ourselves. And that's why we're so drawn to other people sometimes because we see parts of ourselves reflected in them and also with things and objects as well. And that's why I personally like tarot because I kind of love to see all the things that I can just see of myself in the tarot reading and in the cards. And also like sometimes it'll call me the fuck out on shit that I need to work on. Like earlier this summer, I got my first tarot deck and I was just practicing and doing readings on myself. And I kept getting the death card. And I was like, why the hell am I getting this card so much? But then I looked more into it. And it was basically like something in your life you need to let go of not necessarily like you're going to die or someone in your life is going to die, but maybe something mm -hmm. or some belief or some old habit of yours that you're still doing, you haven't let go of, maybe that needs to die. And there definitely, there definitely was habits that I needed to let go of. So I was like, I, I really needed to hear that. So sometimes it can be tough to get those cards, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's, you know, it'll help you in your favor. Yeah, most definitely. A lot of people get those three, well, mostly three cards messed up or like the meaning behind it. It's the devil card, the tower card, and the death card. So let's start with the death card. That's mostly a, like if it's upwards, it's a really positive sign. That means like a rebirth, a generation. Like think of a phoenix. Something has to die to have a rebirth. Now you're not gonna die in a, the grant, the reaper's gonna come and like take, no, that's not what it is. Like it's the high explaining. Also the devil card, which is also meaning karmic partners or some type of karmic way that that you're living that's holding you back that can be sex drugs and money and if not that it's just some bad habit that's holding you back 
So when it's in a reverse, that means you're kind of like letting it go. And the tower card, it's like change. Uh, so think of like the number five, that's like a numerology number, that means change. And also rebirth, if something has to fall down to be built back up. Um, but I just kind of like to, cl I like clarifying those type of cards, especially when it comes to tarot, because especially when people are not being closed-minded, but as people that's new to it, like they get really nervous about it or they watch a lot of movies that's kind of like, oh, I saw this movie and they died or they predicted their future. And I'm just like, that's not how it really works. That's just Hollywood, but welcome to the real world. What, what's really going on? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, for listeners who might feel a little bit skeptical about tarot, because like you mentioned, the media kind of depicts it in a very stereotypical way that may not actually like accurately represent what tarot is actually like. So yeah. for listeners that might feel a little skeptical about it, what would you say to them? I mean, if you if you feel like uneasy for it or like uneasy about it, or just don't feel comfortable, then don't do it. Don't force yourself to do something that you don't want to do. But the people that like are interested in it, most definitely go to YouTube and just kind of start off small. Because me, I like to go deep into like, all right, I need to know what's going on. Tell me, like, give me the real. I need all the tea. Don't sugarcoat it. But start off like with some tarot readers that's like, oh, how your day is going to be? Or soulmates, who are you going to meet this? And just see if they act towards you. Now, I have certain ones that I go to. When I get my tarot card read, especially if they have a cancer rising, because I also have a cancer rising, they go off by like emotions and they're very intuitive and they feel. Um, let's see. I also have Star Girl, Star Girl Practical Witch, Written in the Stars, uh, Rux, and I like Cancer Move Tarot. And that's who I usually go to. But you just got to look around and see. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, then hey, it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that. Like, it's probably not for everybody, but if you are interested in it, might as well give it a shot, you know, maybe start off with some YouTube videos, maybe get we'll yourself <laughs> yeah, maybe get yourself a little tarot deck. And then if you feel so inclined, maybe, you know, seek out somebody that can do a reading for you, like Indigo. Indigo does readings as well. So definitely like check out her page and look into that. Mm -hmm. um, but also I know that you are into astrology as well and also birth yes. readings, which is like another thing that you do. So for listeners that don't know what astrology is, how would you describe that? So basically astrology is originated from like Babylon, like far back and kind of like started the cave writings. So it developed around like 2,400 years ago. Then after like over time, Mediterraneans, the Mayans and the Egyptians kind of like picked it up and used that to, predict events that's coming up or like every everyday lives like they always use the stars to predict what's always going to happen or like they worship the stars in the sense but nowadays with western astrology astrology they mostly use it toward events that's coming out how to figure out how your husband your kids gonna be what's your purpose on this life like if you look up north node and south node they'll tell you your purpose on this life and also how is your past life I know what's important is the sun, moon, and rising. Like, that's just most of the important. Some people be like, well, I'm a, a full-blown Taurus. Yeah, you might be a full-blown Taurus, but you might act like a uh, Pisces, or you might act like a Sagittarius, or you might act like an Aries. Not everyone's the same. It all depends on your birth chart. So that's the best way I can describe astrology in a sense. Like, you use the stars. It's a study of the stars to predict uh, future events. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, I like how you explained that. And also a cool thing that you mentioned was how it's so universal, like literally, um, cause it's about the, the universe and the stars, but also mm-hmm. because like so many people from different cultures across the whole world have practiced astrology and look to the stars to find meaning, or like you said, predict certain events. And so this is something that's been happening literally since the beginning of human civilization. Yeah. Um, and it's still very relevant. People are still looking into it and doing it today. And finding some meaning in the stars, which I I personally find really interesting about astrology too. Yeah. um, Also with like birth charts. I mean, you are, you familiar with birth charts. Some people, some probably like some listeners that's not familiar to it. It's basically a picture of the day, like he was exactly born. Also the time he was exactly born too. It can reveal your strengths and your weaknesses, uh, your opportunities for your soul growth and the best timing for the most important moves. And it's to calculate your astrology birth time. Uh, let's see. So you will need your birth time, the day you was born, and the place of born, too. People that don't know their birth time, you can just kind of like round it up to like 12 noon. Because I know some people are like, I don't even know the time I was born. I get that a lot. So either I'd be like, well, go ahead and find out the birth time. Or we can just try to estimate. Or it won't be as accurate, but we can try to estimate by using 12 noon. So the best example I can give with uh the birth chart you remember that movie jumanji so with kevin hart and them when they was kind of like set in the video game there was a one part in the movie where they press each other's button it was like what's this then a chart would come out it would show off their weaknesses their strengths and their mission in that video game so kind of think of it like a video game because i feel like we're already living in a stimulation as, as we are right now yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's so true. I like that um, example that you use from Jumanji. And also for uh, listeners that might not be familiar with what the three main signs are, like I know we mentioned them, mm-hmm. the sun, rising, and moon. Uh, could you do like a little breakdown of what exactly each one of those signs represents? Of course. Okay, so basically... The sun, moon, and rising are the most important, but you do have more than that. You have all of the planets, like to Mars, Venus, Mercury, and things of that nature. But um, I'm most definitely do an ebook or have maybe like a YouTube video to explain that a little bit more. So let's go ahead and focus on the sun, moon, and rising. Your sun is your ego, like your identity. Um, your moon also represents like your mother, but also represents your emotions and how you feel and what you're what you're most comfortable with. And uh, your rising is how people see your identity. Basically like a, a mirror of who you are, like a window of who you are to like other people. Other than that though, yeah, those are the three main things. Thank you for breaking that down. I personally find that really interesting. I just had my birth chart read a few weeks ago and that was like such an enlightening experience. Um, I like, it was somebody a a woman that i had just recently met so we didn't know each other really well but i felt like after she did my birth chart i I felt like she knew me i was like you literally read my me i was like i've never met you before but how did you just read my whole entire life to me i don't even understand oh my okay so i did because usually i did my own birth charts like i've been reading my birth charts for like uh basically maybe two years or more but it's so funny because when I did, like, we was kind of, like, exchanging birth charts. Her, it was, I think she was a Gemini sun and Gemini Mercury and Gemini moon. That's a lot of Gemini, a lot of air placement. So instead of me being a water and Scorpio, I was, like, moon, like, oh, so, like, we dive deep into it until, like, we can't dive deep no more. In two years, she confided in literally two minutes to two days about <laughs> my life. She literally read me 
for that small period of time. And I was just sitting there like, dang, you're good. For a Gemini moon and Gemini in general, you're, you're really fast learning. You're very adaptable. And I really appreciate her reading my birth chart because at first I was looking at the negative aspects since I have squares, a lot of squares. And people don't know that it's like one of the most challenging aspects to have in your chart. But as she was reading my birth chart, she was just like, girl, your birth chart is amazing. And gave me the breakdown of like of everything I always wanted to know and like things I was kind of concerned about. She did give me some pointers of what to do with my mental state when it comes to like my Virgo being in my third house and my Aquarius being in the eighth house. So it can be a little worry bug, but she kind of got me on how to work with it. And I'm really appreciative of her doing that. Yeah, yeah, me too. And what I really liked about it is that she kind of told me both the pros and the cons of each of my signs. So like mm -hmm. strengths and also areas that I need to work on. And I like how she was very like clear about that. Like I'm going to tell you all the good things that are happening but and your strengths, but also stuff that you should keep an eye out for. And yeah. I find that to be really, really helpful because like I my moon is in Pisces. So I just like feel emotions as like waves or currents like through my body but sometimes like i look to escape to drown out those uh, emotions a lot so she yeah. called me out on that she was like it's good that you feel these emotions you're very intuitive you kind of have these psychic capabilities you like feel people's energy around you but also that can get very overwhelming and it can take your energy a lot away from you so make sure you set up boundaries around yourself and make sure you're not looking to unhealthy ways of coping or trying to drown out those emotions too yeah because especially because i also have a scorpio moon those are two water signs so when you have two water signs it can be very emotional like mine is very tenuous it's very dreamy so of course when she said that it's like because we pick up our energies and we don't know how to deal with them yet because we're very empathic that's like one of the intuitive psychic signs people can be like oh i don't feel this way but your body language and your mind like your facial expressions and how you move says so much and that's one of the issues that I had um dealing with people is I can read them and I still try to help them but some can be narcissistic and some can be like energy vampires where they see that you're still trying and they'll use that to their advantage use that energy so I can make my ego feel better and I didn't like that yeah, exactly. We got to set those boundaries up so we take care of ourselves and conserve our own energy so that we can put it into avenues that are healthy and where we can actually, you know, help other people with that and ourselves as well. And I know that we mentioned before um, earlier in the episode about light workers a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I know your name, Indigo, is also uh, a light worker. And we talked about empaths a little bit too. So what is a light worker and star seeds? And what are the different types if you want to break that down for us? Okay, so let's get started. So light workers are known as star seeds, um, also indigo children, crystal children, a rainbow child, and some empaths. But I feel like we're all empathic because we feel. Uh, there are people that was made of like collapsed stars and decided to reincarnate on earth to change the dogma ways of society and replace it with light, love, and positivity. Yeah, when light workers came to this world with a mission, like we sense like um, some type of amnesia, like we didn't remember where we come from until we have like that sudden awakening. Like we kind of feel like we're in a matrix of this like physical manifestation and we can't remember why. But like we had like a deep feeling like having a purpose in this lifetime. Um, so when you grow up, you're taught to like fit in society and like fo follow orders at a young age. But 
um, you always question everything, like to religion, to like the government, to like family, like you always have like this big old like, oh, why, why, why? And people try to push like away from that. But like the light workers, well, I mean, everyone in a sense is a light worker, just the people that's in tap with it are like questioning it more like, oh, no, this, this, this don't feel right. So you're going through like a great awakening in a sense. So one of the symptoms you will have is you don't feel like a part of society, but you have a longing that you can't really explain. And you know you have a job to do and you have a deep desire to, to like service others, like being an empath, like also being emotionally there for somebody. You're also a seeker, like you seek more of the truth. Um, you might have like a physical difference to you, may have like big eyes or like, and you also believe that, um, you believe in things that you cannot see. So basically have faith and you notice like manifestations coming true and also having synchronicities and having rings in your ear and angel numbers and things. There's different kinds of lightworker slash starseeds. There's indigo children, crystal uh, children, rainbow children, and I'm gonna get to the impasse last. So with indigo children, they're like the first to be introduced um, around the 70s by Nancy Ann Tapp. And she had the ability to see auras and noticing seeing a whole bunch of children with indigo auras. And around that time, it was like after World War II and you know, the hippies were coming out, like, that was, like, the change of love and peace, like, no more war, and those were, like, mostly indigo children's, too. It was a large number, and but they started to, like, arrive more around, like, 1992, and I was born in 1996. Even Erica, but Erica Badu also mentioned about, like, uh, 1990, uh, like, the 90 babies coming off of, like, indigo children being, like, crystal child, so the signs that you're an indigo child, you was always a questioner in your family and your peers, but you never had the same mindset and you felt like the oddball or like the black sheep. Also, school wasn't easy for you. You had like a learning disability. I, me personally, I have a learning disability and I have ADHD. That was kind of like hard to keep focused. Like I was a very smart kid. Like I can do puzzle pieces so freaking quick. And But when it comes to like sitting in class and like learn the boring stuff or like it was, it didn't feel right. I didn't like that. So it was just like, rather do something creative. I always wanted to draw and paint and I always wanted to uh, do art. You also feel very lonely, depressed, trouble with rage, argumentative because you're highly sensitive to your surroundings and your energies and you just couldn't really explain it. A lot of indigos with self-harming, suicidal thoughts, uh, drug, alcohol, eating addiction to like numb the pain. Some are very rebellious, so they'll have tattoos, piercings, maybe colored hair. Like a punk rock, if not punk rock, it come like very eccentric and also different. They always attract animals and babies. Like babies always attract to them, and they always feel like they have to be the protector. Also, indigo children are natural-born leaders, and you'll always go against authority systems and kind of give the middle finger to, to the always society and injustice and fairness. There's also four types of different indigos. It's the humanist that's like connecting to like humanity on a larger scale by using technology. The artist, kind of like creating through like expressive and also um, very sensitive to like the human race. The conceptualist creates better tools and infatuates to like to help the connection through like humanity and the catalyst it's kind of like the challenge um the human race and new ways to inspire but they don't really know that they're indigo children later on is the crystal children crystal children are born from indigos they know kind of like the world sucks, but they also see like the bright side of life. And also, and it's like indigos are here to like tear down society while crystal children want to build. 
So the signs for indigo children are adults are more comfortable around them. They have like an old so big round full uh, eyes, very likable. E probably have like a huge following on social media. So this kind of like gives me like the Gen Z type of vibes, easy going, easy to trust, have a high IQ, but they don't like school, but it's easier for them. And they understand everyone's point of view and might be bisexual and, and not judgmental and really don't rush commitment. So that's two. Number three is Rainbow Child. So these are like the new souls that come uh, into like the earth, whatever case may be. They don't have any karmic baggage. They're like the new baby hippies. Like they're really freaking pure. They can be very naive and gullible. No labels, especially genders. Might be pansexuals and believe in all love and see humans as equal. Highly involved, crystal children, indigo children protect them like parents and because they see them like very pure and very naive. And um, basically we're all empathic. A person with uh, paranormal abilities to like feel through like mentality and also emotional state of other individuals. But as empaths, we want to help others, and some can disguise themselves as, like, helpless and be narcissistic and energy vampires. So the way to protect your energy, uh, since we absorb other people's emotions like a sponge, you need to learn how to create boundaries. Cleanse through, like, salt uh, baths, if not pink Himalayan, also sea salt. Saging, it can be through white sage or pronto santo. Uh, meditation studying yourself a little bit more and um yeah that's basically it those are the different light workers and star seeds that we have yeah thank you for that breakdown that was like really helpful i liked how you explained every single one and like the characteristics of every single one um yeah. now that you describe it a little bit more i feel like i'm both like i feel like i could be a crystal child and also an empath at the same time I'm yeah you don't you really don't need a label as long as because it's almost the same. Like I consider myself an indigo child, but I also can see myself being uh, empathic. So you can be like multiple at the same time. Yeah, you can be most definitely multiple. It don't have to be a certain, you know, it's, it's like stars. Some are born, some die off, some collapse, some, you know, it comes at different times. It just, you know, all depends on what's your job and what's your purpose on this earth to do. Yeah, definitely. And I also like I'm definitely an empath for sure. Like I literally can like feel other people's emotions around me. Even yeah. if complete strangers, like someone will be just standing next to me, will be waiting at that same crosswalk and I can feel their like energy and their emotions. And it's like growing up that was really weird to me. I kind of got scared a little bit. I would have like a lot of night terrors. And mm. I think it was because I just wasn't aware that I had this like psychic type of intuition and i felt like it was really scary to me um oh, and no. so like i had a lot of like nightmares and stuff growing up but now as an adult i sometimes still get them but i'm learning more about how i need to lean into it a little bit and the more i lean into it the more i realize that it's just like my spiritual intuition side that i'm like you know getting more familiar with too oh wow that's crazy and then you also have a pisces moon so that also it's very intuitive, like they're more of a psychic sign because they're also ruled by Jupiter too. Besides Neptune, which is also illusion and water, they're also ruled by Pisces, which is like more spiritual and stuff. So of course you will feel that type of way. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know that we've been mentioning, you've been mentioning some different types of relationships. Like in the beginning, you mentioned in your personal experience, you had a karmic partner. So 
I know mm -hmm. there's different types of relationships to it within the spirituality realm. So what are the different types of those relationships? And then I know they can also be applied to both romantic and also platonic. So like friendships too. So if you want to break down just those different types of relationships as well. Oh yeah, we most definitely have like experienced powerful connections when we first come here. Even as babies, we we it's, instead of speaking, we also feel. So whenever we deal with like personal relations as we grow older, it goes way beyond the physical attraction or flirting, romance, or just platonic. We are pulled towards them, and we really don't know why. And um, sometimes we get this like just the know or like the feeling like oh, I I felt I feel you before like I. I know you like I feel like you was in like in my past life or you know how you talk to somebody you know them for like freaking days yeah with having like one conversation yeah. so these are the kind of connections that lead us to ourselves and are here to like help us learn heal and grow and acknowledge every part of ourselves and it's the connection that uh, matters the most and um you know they don't come from places so like they come from places from like unconsciousness but also to like our higher selves and our energy and spirit so the different types of relationships i'm just do three because there's different types but i'm like a whole bunch but i know for a fact these are the ones that i i personally know which is soulmates karmic partners and twin flames now with soulmates everyone thinks it's like i'm gonna find that one soulmates most definitely can be to your best friend to your mom to your siblings it can be really anybody even to your dog it's a platonic or romantic uh, relationship with anybody. Um, it functions and brings out the best of us and help us embrace our authentic powers. And a soulmate will teach us to give and receive love by replacing ego-based behavior and thoughts with actions, which, you know, come from our higher self in a very positive way. So some signs that might be your soulmate and they can act like your best friend. They have a very mutual respect for each other and you tell them what they need to hear but also in a constructive, positive way. You know all their secrets and you learn how to keep them. <laughs> you push each other to do better and you can go on dates without talking and nothing really changes. Uh, with karmic partners, these are the energies connected through uh, having a strong purpose. This reminds us of old wounds that we carry from our past lives. Like, you know how you meet somebody that uh, we'd be like, oh, I know you from my past life. Yeah, they come here to teach you a lesson, honey. They, they really did. So. They kind of help us shed our old skin, escape limiting behaviors, and we carry from like our past lives into this lifetime. So we can live up to our destiny and our purpose and grow. Uh, so these signs of having karmic partners, oh child, okay, so basically intense attraction, addicted to sex, you'll be addicted to like the bad girl, bad boy persona, obsession, cheating, and you know how like if you meet somebody but they remind you of your ex, these are repeating patterns. It's because you still haven't learned your lesson from the last relationship that you have. Mm -hmm. Now, the rarest connection that everyone goes through or you might not go through is the twin flames. Twin flames are, y'all was like one soul that came to on the earth and y'all separated. One was a divine uh, masculine, one is a divine feminine. So it's more of like a yin and yang to kind of like balance each other out. But not everyone will meet their twin flame in this lifetime. But if you do, it don't have to be romantic. It just means that you have a mission, a purpose to like raise the vibrations and help change the world in a spiritual way, especially during the age of Aquarius. Uh, we, I think we just got out of the age of Pisces was the age of Capricorn. But whatever the case may be, we're into the age of Aquarius where it's like more indigo children are being born and more 
star seeds or being awakened and things of that nature. So these are some of the signs. It was a lot, but I kind of like cut them down to the ones that's kind of like important to me. Mm -hmm. So you will feel like a strong physical pull towards them. They'll have like the same quirks or similar facial features like you, similar past, but also have the same core values for the future. You'll also see synchronicities like 11-11 and 2-2-2 around them. And some will have a big age difference from like 5 to 10 years. And some will feel like it's safe to be a natural and your authentic self around this person. And since y'all opposites, some of y'all weaknesses will be y'all strengths. Because yeah, y'all can be the same because y'all twins. But like the divine feminine and divine masculine, y'all also have qualities that can help each other. You know, like with the yin and yang, y'all come together and create a whole instead of, you know, Something that y'all might be missing, y'all come together and boom. The seven stages of twin flames that a lot of people will go through if you meet your twin flame. So you have the search. It's impossible to shake and it'll convince you like this is the one. Stage two is the awakening. Make you aware that something special is happening. And you might feel intoxicated like a dream, but it's like the awakening moment to like, oh, like you always want to think about that person then there's the test like after the honeymoon stage this is like the really crucial time to see if i can have like a long-term relationship and see how the future will be between you two then there's the crisis where it's like uh anxieties worries about your bonds with your twin flames that can cause issues between you two that can relate to grief betrayal struggles self-love and any number of other things that put pressure on your connection as a twin flame. So with this, basically people get this confused with like karmic partner. A twin flame would like really never disrespect you or use you. Yes, y'all eagles will clash, but it will never be a very, very toxic relationship. Now it only will feel toxic due to y'all kind of like shedding off that honeymoon phase and seeing like your real self, like the, oh yeah, I got some good things, but I also got some bad things about me that I need to work on. And that person will reflect off of you. And number five is the runner and chaser stage. So usually the chasers are the females and the males are the runners because they'll be kind of spooked by this and try to run from this connection. And usually the chasers are the females. So I'm not saying chase your dude, but if he's not coming back or things of that nature, like he's running, it's for a reason. You got to let him find his own whenever you're separated from your twin flame it's because you need to find your own whole like make yourself feel whole by yourself and whenever you go through that chaser dynamic for whoever's the chaser because it don't even have to be the females if you're gay y'all can take on like the masculine or the uh, the feminine qualities but if you are chasing you gotta like focus on yourself and bettering yourself and once you like totally forget about that person it's like manifestation like you'll manifest that person back or that person will be like, okay, I'm ready to face this, which is the surrender. And the surrender, which is uh, stage six, it can be a positive realization from both parties that can be like, all right, we can live in the moment and trust the universe and lead us to where to go. And the last one is reunion and joining, which is like both parties of joining stages after a union of hard work, uh, y'all can finally like come together and enjoy each other's company. Yes, it's a lot, <laughs> but only because we have a purpose and we have to go through karmic lessons from our past to have like a higher spiritual connection so we can get over our, see, our generational curses so we don't have to come and reincarnate back on this earth.
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for breaking all that down. That was like really, really informative. And I feel like I learned a lot from that. And I definitely can, I'm like looking back to all the relationships that I've had in my life where I felt like I've met this person before, or we just had like a instant connection right off the bat, even though we'd never met in this life before. And I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could definitely try and like see which ones fall into which category. And I really Mm -hmm. like what you said about how with your twin flame, you sometimes have to go through that separation period where, and that's where you get to grow as your own person, as an individual. And that way, when you join back together, you're both so solid as independent people that you can then, you know, have that relationship together too which which might be even stronger than it was before exactly like and I feel like and it's also false twin flames I want to put that out there there's also false twin flames where you think it's the one but really like they're just using that to make you stay or, or stay around and stuff and use you so be careful with that um do you have any other questions about this topic or any other topic we've been over is it possible for someone to be a twin flame and a soulmate at the same time or like any of those two categories at the same time yeah um you can but it's very rare to have twin flames you're mostly running to a lot of karmic or a lot of soulmates but if you do run to your twin flame you'll just have like this knowing but a lot of people that has twin flames some of them don't even marry their twin flame because they just really just have a purpose. Some can just be like very platonic. But if y'all do fall in love with each other, then y'all were just meant to, you know, meant to do it. And if hopefully it works out, you know, because that is a very intense full uh, connection. Very intense. Yeah, definitely. It can, it can be super intense. And well, also, I know that like we talked uh, a lot before outside of recording this podcast when we were just trying to get to know each other before this we talked a lot about how we both have like gotten into meditation and how Mm -hmm. that has been really helpful for us in our spiritual journey for me it helps me just practice being more mindful and present in the moment because having anxiety myself sometimes I get so worried about things that are happening in the future or the past that I forget to just enjoy the present moment so meditation has helped me be more present Um, So for you, what does meditation mean to you? And what are some ways that you practice it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So it helps improve my mind, body, and my spirit. Well, aka your soul. (laughs) So I noticed when I started meditating, when I first started spiritual awakening, I noticed like it had a lot of health benefits that helped me. It soothed my nervous system, meaning like my brain, I didn't overanalyze anything and I wasn't as depressed as much. It helps me sleep a lot be a more peaceful person because like afterwards whenever you meditate you tend to like ascend to your higher self and you tend to ask questions and i'm not gonna lie at first it was hard it took about five to ten minutes to really get to that mental mind space but after practicing it every day i literally had a conversation with my higher self and afterwards i felt very relieved um and felt very more productive and it showed you that you're not your mind. Like when you're overthinking, like, oh, you're overthinking, da, da, da. You just kind of like go with the flow of things and everything attracts to you a little bit better. Uh, so how I practice it sometimes is I do like Reiki or like sound meditation. That's through like crystal uh, healing, which is like singing bowls that's either made out of metals or crystals, depending on your frequency that you're trying to go with. 
Usually frequencies are like different hertz that attain to your crystals. I mean, not crystals, I'm sorry, to your chakras. And that's, you have seven of them, which is to uh, your root all the way to your crown chakra. So if you feel like one of them is lacking or if you look up the symptoms and you notice like one of your chakras is off, you can use a singing bowl, meditation, reiki, um, sleep meditation to like uh, balance those out so you can feel a little bit better. Also crystal healing. I have a lot of crystals. <laughs> um, each crystal color attains to uh, your chakras. And also they have a lot of frequency and a lot of properties that would help balance yourself out mentally and physically. I also practice manifestations and like law of attraction. That usually helped me a lot. So have you heard about like manifestations, law of attraction basically? Yeah, actually, um, I just got to have a conversation with somebody named Kyle Cardoza, and he's mm -hmm. also like pretty um, up there on TikTok, and he talks a lot about the law of attraction and manifestation and kind of like how it's rooted in science. So um, I actually did an episode with him on that too, and so that I just like started learning more about that myself, which I think is like super interesting. So what what exactly for you is manifestation and the law of attraction because i know everybody has different ways of going about it so mm -hmm. i want to hear like for you personally what's helpful when you're trying to use the law of attraction and how do you use it to manifest what you want oh wow so basically what manifestation thoughts are things or become things einstein a lot of great influencers like oprah steve harvey and a whole bunch more even uh the guy that invented i think it was either tesla or the ford like one of the cars they notice whenever you think about it or write it down it will manifest so what i do is a little bit different but i explain that a little bit later so think about it as the universe has an energetic feel it don't know the difference between what right or wrong it's just what you kind of like give off and put energy so every person has this energetic frequency Every achievement is an uh, energetic frequency. Every item has an energetic frequency. Even thoughts have frequencies. Like if you think about as we were younger, we was taught that atoms make up singular things. Yeah, like a whole bunch of atoms make like our flesh, our skin, the pillows and the things of that nature that surround us. Our thoughts are our creation. So for example, say for instance, you want like a new car but you're getting off a very low frequency, like um, like focusing on the negative things of like, okay, like I want a new car, but I hate my car. How do you expect to get something where you're not, you're not even grateful for the things that you have right now, you know? So if you appreciate the car that you have right now, take really good care of it. If it's like your new car, you're raising the vibration to tell the universe that you're ready for this new car and you're grateful for it. So how to manifest, there are like different ways to do it. So the first one is get clear of what you want. The more clear and specific, the better. So it will come to you faster and ask what you want. So journaling is a very good way. That's what I do every time. And I'm a, a good manifester when it comes to journaling. And always speak in present tense like I'm so grateful for my $500, even if you don't got it. Oh, I got $500 in my bank account right now. I'm grateful for this white Jeep that has a tan interior. Um, I'm grateful for the full-time job that I have. So saying it will tell the universe it belongs to you already. And then the universe will figure out how to get to you in a sense. Also, gratitude. I wake up and be grateful for 10 things every day. Visualization. So I have a dream board and also visualize it and dream about it. But don't be so stuck on it. But I will have like a Pinterest board physical a vision board or just kind of like do this a physical like meditation 
also let go and believe this is the art of detachment a lot of people have a hard time doing this and i ain't gonna lie it was so hard for me to do this but i noticed i did the 369 method i'm not gonna lie to you to manifest this person like i used to talk to and it worked every time it may take about two weeks it may take about a month but it works that's one of the methods that i usually go to so um you know but once you let it go you will manifest anything you kind of like really want because you will forget about it instead of harboring on like i don't have it now you know i just think it's really cool how you mentioned like the grateful piece and also like believing that you can actually have it i think that's what a lot of people have trouble with is like even believing that they could have this great thing that they're trying to manifest but that's like a really important part of it so i i just wanted to make a comment that i really like that you mentioned that yeah most definitely because even with uh me doing like audiobooks not doing them but like also listening to them they always mention that and i'm like jesus that was one of the things i had a, a trouble doing because with Scorpio Moon, we tend to obsess a lot instead of letting go. But I had, but that's what I'm really supposed to learn is to learn to let things flow. So the different ways to manifest, like I said a little bit earlier, it's like, I'm kind of like breaking out a little bit quicker. So gratitude. So like I said, list at least 10 things that you're grateful for every day. Positive affirmations. This also work. Like I will put stickers around my room. I'll write it down. So you remember the type of person that you are or you want to be. Meditate. So for, be for beginners, do it for like five to 10 minutes a day. Shoot, even three if you feel like uh, your mind run runs wild. Because I know with ADHD is kind of a little bit difficult. Also go outside and connect with nature. So I like to walk barefoot in the grass to connect with the universe and with the higher self also self-care shoot hair mask nail getting your nails done books getting some, buying some shoes positive movies or shows whatever kind of like makes you happy visualize your dream and also spread spreading positivity eating clean like an alkaline diet you can do for like seven days to like 45 days i did an alkaline diet from dr sebi for like 45 days and i know it's a tremendous difference um drinking water that has like a high ph balance up to seven and more also yoga, and um, like I said earlier, vision boards, journaling to plan and organize. And the methods that I use is the 17 second, the three, six, nine, and the five, five times five method. And also I just had another thing to add about the water thing, is that mm -hmm. um, when I went to Sedona last winter with my partner, we saw some spiritual healers out there, and they mentioned to us that in, in our water that we drink every day, that's supplied mm -hmm. by the government, by the public. Also, even if you have a water filter, you'll still have this in your water. It's called fluorite. And it's actually what it does, fluorite, is it calcifies your penile gland. And that's yeah. where your third eye is located. So if you're a spiritual person, it'll block you from being in touch with your spiritual self, your higher self, or connecting with the universe, because that's what the third eye is for. But it, even if you're not a spiritual person, there's so many health downsides to having your penile gland in your brain be calcified. There's a lot of, you know, things that are just will hurt you with your physical health with that just alone. So I thought that was really interesting that you have to literally seek out this specific water filter. It's called an aqua gear. And mm. I'll link that in episode notes. I got it as soon as I got home from my trip, I ordered it right away. And I've noticed a huge shift in myself and being able to connect to my spiritual self inside more easily now that I, I only drink this water now. I don't drink, I try not to drink water from any other source what? so um, i just wanted to add so, that. wait so how do you use it it's just like a water filter it looks like any other water filter um it's kind of like you know similar to like, like a jug 
Yeah, it's okay, like, yeah. and then you just like, it, you have to change the filter every six months, but they're really cool in that when you order a new filter, they'll send one out to a place that needs water in, um, in need, like some, some country that like needs water purification. So um, I like how they do that, but yeah, it's like, it, it's super cool. I like highly re recommend getting it. It's a little pricey. It's like 60, 70 bucks to get the whole jug. I mean, for the filter out before, right? So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really worth it. And then once you spend that money, you don't have to spend it again. So, yeah. Not only that, you know, you can manifest by using water. It's like a scientific fact, especially like with plants. Like, you know, when we were younger, we always tell like, well, parents always tell us like to pray over our food and stuff. But that's really true. Like, if you talk to plants, so there was like two experiments where it's like they talk bad about one plant, but talk good about the one and you kind of like see the difference in the, the leaves also in water like they'll freeze it but they'll always talk bad to one jar but then one jar like the jar that was speaking positivity was so beautiful like you it looked like snowflakes in the water but then the other one was like was like ugly and cracked and stuff so whenever you do like moon water like say for instance you go out if, uh, every full moon or every new moon and you put out water i'll speak like I have a jar of water as we speak and I will speak and it's like have a high peach balance. I'll speak positivity. Like I am beautiful. I'm this man. I just take a sip out of it once in a while and um, go on about it. But yeah, that's crazy how you mentioned that though. Yeah, definitely. And also like another thing they mentioned to me, the spiritual healers was that human beings are made up of like 75% water or like yeah. something like it's a shit ton of water. Human beings are made up of a lot of water. And so a lot of minerals too, yeah. Yeah, a lot of minerals too, you're right. So like that's why they were saying that it's super important to be mindful of the water that you're putting into your body because we're made up of so much of it. Yeah, yeah, and what you said, what you eat as well. That's crazy. No, but no, I agree. That's why I would like I followed Dr. Sebi when he was like – he goes for like a very strict diet. I'm still learning as we speak. Like I wanted to like transition over and I've been trying to transition over for a year, but when you would grow up eating like bad foods for you, like it tends to, you know, you have to learn how to break that bad habit. But yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. But thank you so much again for being here today and for sharing all of your knowledge and your insight. I found it to be super helpful and I know listeners will probably find that as well. So thank you so much for sharing all that. And also I just wanted to hear from you if you have any concluding thoughts that you want to leave with the listeners before we wrap up. Oh yeah. For like the people that's like starting the spiritual awakening or like getting, trying to get in touch with themselves. I do have some books that I recommend when I was using, when I first started my journey about like four to five years ago. So for spiritual awakening, I had a light worker. You can get that at Barnes and Noble by Savannah Artina. Artina, I think. For manifestation, um, you're a badass, and you're a badass making money by Jen Sekiro. For emotional understanding of people and, and yourself, law of human nature, art of seduction, forty-eight laws of power, and the fiftieth law. Uh, so Robert Greene did a book called The 50th Law with 50 Cent, and I was so dead, but it's actually a good book. I listened to it a little bit. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, for astrology, for uh, there's a book called The Beginner's Guide Divination. It gives you, like, almost everything we kind of talked about, but, like, in a very small book setting. My great-great-grandmother had this book, and it's called The Black Sun Signs. I guess it was for, like, African-Americans at the time, but it was good because it actually uh, sat me down and 
talk about like the old mindsets back then. For like tarot readings, I did the holistic tarot, the wild unknown, the Ostratora uh, tarot, the phantomatagoric theater. That was like my first tarot deck from my spiritual coach when I was younger and I went to Pixies and Ten in Houston. And also the Rebel deck. This is my favorite because it's an Oracle card, like Oracle deck, but it has cuspers in it. So, and Aries, Mercury, Mars. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. And uh, that's basically, that's basically like my conclusion. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all those books and resources. Um, I, my first tarot deck was the writer tarot deck, which I feel like is a classic traditional tarot deck. Um, But I also got the wild unknown deck and that you mentioned. I love that deck so much. It is so so gorgeous. I lost that deck. I was so sad. Damn, yeah, it's it's so good. It's like $30 on Amazon if y'all want to check it out. I'll also put all of these books and tarot decks and other resources that we mentioned in today's episode. I'll put that in the episode notes too so listeners can check that out. But yeah, lastly, I just want to ask you, where can people find you? I know that you're really active on your social media. Like you mentioned yeah. before, you have a lot of projects and stuff going on. So if listeners want to check you out, how can they do that best? Uh, they can check me out on uh, indigo.lefaith on Instagram. TikTok is Indigo Lefaith. Everything's about the same. If you just look up Indigo Lefaith, especially on my YouTube, I will pop up. I will have new projects coming in, books. I have a whole things coming up, so just stay tuned for that. Yes, definitely. And all that will be in the episode notes, too. So go check Indigo out. Show her some love and go follow her. She's got some great, yeah. wonderful content. <laughs> you want to learn more about anything that we talked about today, um, Indigo posts a lot about that on her social media, so check that out. But thank you again so much for being here today. This conversation was so fun and so lovely <laughs> to have. And you're such a cool, amazing person. I love your energy. I love your vibe. Like, so thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank, no, thank you for having me. I, I just love talking about stuff like this all the time. Like, I can talk about this all day, every day. But I appreciate you taking the time out and uh, reaching out to me. I really do appreciate you. Yeah, of course. And then you're welcome back anytime in the future if you want to dive into anything in particular, talk about anything in specific, um, or even stuff that we didn't get to touch on today. You're welcome back anytime as well. Okay, cool. I can't wait. As always, I thank you for listening and staying tuned. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with the people in your life. I would also really appreciate if you would subscribe to Synergy Cast on whatever podcast platform you prefer, give it a five-star rating, and leave a good review mentioning what you like about the podcast. You can also follow the Instagram for updates, at Synergy Cast, and I have also included that in the episode notes. I have now a new feature, which is a voice memo feature, which I am very excited about. So if you would like to send in your thoughts and your feelings or your personal experiences, feel free to record a voice memo and send it my way. I would love to include your voice in the next podcast episodes. Lastly, if you are willing and able, there is another new feature where you can donate however much money you want to help support Synergy Cast financially. If you do choose to donate, The money would help me pay for several things. It would help me pay for myself, my own energies, my own efforts, 
and also the money would help pay my future guests, especially people of color, for their time, since I believe it is very important to compensate people of color, especially for their time and energy, since many BIPOC which stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, have a history of being taken advantage of and underpaid or not paid at all for their efforts. So any and all ways you choose to support would be very much appreciated. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes coming your way soon. Stay safe, everyone, and take care.